if you are working on becoming more talented, healthy, reputable, innovative, vision-minded, engaged, or service-oriented, you are in the right place. Those words spell out Thrives, and this is the Thrives Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Jenkins, the Assistant Vice Chancellor for Leadership and Institutional Development at the University System of Georgia. In each episode, I will talk to a guest about how they are thriving in the USG. In addition to chatting with those in leadership positions around the system, this podcast will spotlight various working groups and departments to give you a broader view of the system. We will dive into what effective leadership looks like and sounds like and explore how each piece of the puzzle you hear fits into our USG. We are all the USG, and our goal is that you continue to learn, develop, and grow through these episodes. Hello, Thrives listeners. We have another exciting episode for you. We recorded with Shanice back in the fall, and you will hear a few references to some 2020 events for her, which includes the release of her children's book. So stay tuned to the end of the episode for all the details about that. And we will be back in July with a newly recorded episode that you won't want to miss. Until then, enjoy my conversation with Shanice. Y'all, I have a very special guest today. Shanice McLeish is joining us. Shanice is the Executive Assistant for Strategy and Fiscal Affairs at the System Office. Shanice, hello. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Hi, Wendy, and hello to our special listeners. Thank you so much for having me on the platform. And thank you, Wendy, for all of the leadership work that you do each and every day with us and for us. Well, you're kind. Thank you. Thank you. I love what I do. And this this podcast has been one of just the most fun things that have come that's come out of the last, you know, 18, 19 months. So I can't wait to chat with you today. I'm looking forward to hearing more about you. And so, you know, I don't normally read anyone's bio because I want the listeners to get kind of a firsthand account. So tell the listeners a little bit about you and your USG background. Yes, thank you. I would love to share a little bit of my USG background. I just crossed over into seven-year territory with the USO. I started July 2014 as a student assistant working in the Fiscal Affairs Department, and at that time I was working towards my bachelor's degree from Kennesaw State University. Two years later in 2016, um, during the changes of the chancellors from Huckabee's retirement to former Chancellor Wrigley, I have the great opportunity to assist in the chancellor's office as a assistant coordinator. It was in that role that I moved from a student assistant to a full-time administrative coordinator. And through that appointment, thanks to the TAP or our tuition assistance program that the USG offers, I went back to school to earn my master's degree from Georgia State University. Moving forward at the inception of this department, leadership and institutional development, I had the pleasure in serving this team of amazing leaders. And now most recently, full circle, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to lead as an executive assistant for the executive vice chancellor for strategy and fiscal affairs, Ms. Tracy Cook and our great team. Awesome. So seven years um, and, and a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, two chancellors, now an acting chancellor. 
many other different <laughs> changes. Like you, you've seen a lot. So what has that USG journey taught you specifically about leadership? Sure thing. Simply put, I would say, Wendy, that USG has taught me the importance of leadership in my personal life. Um, over the past seven years, I've honestly, I've had a great time here. I've rubbed shoulders with, I've encountered conversations and served leaders in all different respects. With every experience, I really, I come out with a takeaway or a lesson, then I adapt that to my own life and my personal leadership skills. My USG journey, it really taught me how to use that, use these skills to do the good work and to do the work for the benefit of people around us. And as you know, like for our organization, it's for the benefit of the 300 and what, 41,000 students that we have. I love that. We so often get so wrapped up in the day-to-day -day and the the to-do list, right? The task. Shanice, I happen to know that you um, think a lot like me. We're, we're very structural. And so we can get lost in the task and forget about the all the the real reason why we do what we do, which are those students. So with all that being said, and and I'm I'm real curious here because it sounds to me like you've really developed a personal approach to leadership as you've gone through and and like you said, kind of rub shoulders and taken each 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 experience, you've taken away a lesson. What would you say is your personal approach to leadership? Mm, that is a very good question. If I were to say, I think having a growth mindset, if anything, is my personal approach to leadership. Throughout the course of my life, I really found it imperative to keep evolving as the days kept going on. And I'm realizing that time does not slow down. <laughs> and mm -hmm. My opinion to be an, to be a leader and an effective leader at that you must consistently evaluate yourself and remain open when you're navigating all of your weaknesses because that's super important and consist uh, and constantly adjust to everything that is happening around you so having that growth mindset to know that I always want to change and I always want to grow and be a better person than I was the day before is that is honestly what keeps me pushing and keeps me going. You know, that is sometimes seeing that concept of growth mindset. It, it's fairly new, it, 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 but really when you look at it, it's just about looking at leading from a glass half full, right? You, you know, it's mm. it's more about just that positive leadership. What if we didn't have any hurdles or boundaries or, or, or you know, what what if? That's what I love about that approach. And I can see that in my, in everything, every time I've worked with you, Shanice, on, on a project or a question I had, I mean, I, I can definitely see that in how you, you approach your work. Now, with that being said, too, you worked along alongside many leaders, and I'm not going to try to name all of them. <laughs> because it would be hard. <laughs> it would, and we would leave someone out inadvertently, um, just simply because, you know, the, the list is long. So, but what would you say is a common trait or characteristic that you've observed that has helped with their success? Absolutely. And I completely agree. I could not count on my hands who mm -hmm. 
I have been able to just glean from over the past seven years here. But I tell you, Wendy, I have been blessed with the best at USO, okay? (laughs) Over the past, I would say over the past three years or so, I've been tucked under two of the most amazing leaders at the system office. Of course, I'm biased, but I do not think anyone can argue with that statement. (laughs) Of my recent experiences, um, countless conversations, and really just time spent, the trait or characteristic I believe that has stood out the most to me and is and is really common between the two is how they genuinely care for other people and the work that they do. Um, caring for people, honestly, it sounds so simple, but you don't really find that everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I've learned and seen firsthand how these small tokens or these small changes within a department or team, it really is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, Shanice, I think what, what we've all been through the last 19 months with the pandemic and just all the other layers of conflict or, mm-hmm. you know, just heavy, heavy burdens on our shoulders from a variety of things that have happened, that care for others is needed now more than ever, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It, is, it is understated and undervalued. Mm. Oh, Shanice, that's a good, that's a good word. It is understated and it can just be small things. Like you said, it doesn't have to be a lot of times, you know, in, in, in the workforce, we think that means a raise, a promotion, you know, like that's how you care for others, but that's not like, that's, that's not what it has to be. It can be just small, like you said, small tokens. I love that concept. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're going to switch gears here because you and I recently had a conversation that I cannot, oh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to hear about this. You are beginning your teaching career at Kennesaw State this semester. So tell me all about it. I'm so excited. <laughs> if you hear if you hear the change in my voice, it's just purely excitement. Um, Absolutely. Being the lifetime learner that I am, Wendy, because when you come from a West Indian household like me, you have no other choice but to be. It was time for me to go back to school and further my education. And I can sprinkle in a fun fact here. My mom and I, we constantly joke about how she plans on coming into my classroom while I'm teaching. And... (sighs) It, it's so funny because she's currently working on her, another degree from Kennesaw State University, and the parent has become the student while the child has become the professor. Denise, <laughs> that is amazing. I love it. Oh, that is our funny go-to story nowadays that she yes. is just, um, she's embracing this change for the both of us, and I love it. The time, this time I actually decided to flip the script, and now I'm on the other side of the table. And this fall will be my first time teaching at the collegiate level. My background and degrees are both in sports management and administration, and now I have the pleasure to teach a new generation of leaders an introduction to sports management course, which is super exciting. Um, It's really crazy to me, Wendy, that This is the direction of my life right now. I don't take this experience lightly either. So that has been something that is really important to me to make sure that 
I'm not taking advantage of what is in front of me and that I'm being present right now. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been a student in higher education for the past seven years. And mm-hmm. I know I now have this opportunity to curate a course that not only educates students who are looking to work in the sports field, but to also stimulate growth and leadership in their minds. Mm-hmm. And it is my goal um, for this course that I'm teaching to sprinkle a little bit of everything that I loved about my undergraduate and graduate experience. And for me, that really looks a lot different from what other professors are doing out here. And I really celebrate that. I'm not really holding back or not saying, man, she's too young to be doing this because that's good change. And I'm really harping on good change right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really determined to educate them on individual growth, career values, and workplace etiquette and environments because it it really is different from the corporate world to the higher education world to the sports world those are all different avenues and it's really my hope that my students will leave my class knowing themselves on a deeper level and purposefully growing as a leader in the classroom and wherever they go thereafter Uh, I'm so excited for you. I think that's such a great mindset to have that, yes, the content's important and, you know, professors are certainly there to teach the content, but you're also looking at that student from a holistic standpoint and you want them to be better versions of themselves when they walk out of your classroom than the day they walked in. Absolutely. You, yeah. you, you could not have said that better. I can't wait. So you got your syllabus ready. Have Have you had day one yet? I have. I'm on okay. to day three tomorrow. Day so three. this past week, we've already had two classes. Nice. And it has been amazing. Good. Uh, <laughs> great. I cannot wait to hear about it. Um, I want to hear, like, you've got to send me updates as the semester goes on because it is, uh, it is so much fun to be in the classroom and especially teaching something that's a passion like that topic is for you. So absolutely. Thank you. And you know, I will keep you updated. Please do. All right. So as we're wrapping up, I just have two last questions. The first one is what is the message that you want to tell the listeners? Like what is something you want them to remember? It can be topic related or, or not. Just give me a last little snippet from Shanice. Okay. Okay. I would say that life is really about evolving through continuous growth and giving back. That is so especially true in my life and that if that is one thing that I want to leave, it has to be that, that the work that we do here at the USG is first an important one. And as long as we take pride in our distinctive roles and do them to the best of our abilities, that is what makes this organization so great. In return, we play a hand in students reaching milestones in their life, whether whether we know it or not, in the form of a college education and degree and growth. Whatever we do here, whatever our distinctive roles are here within the system, it really plays a part and it really plays a hand into affecting a student's life outside of these walls. That's fantastic. And I I mean, you're hearing it firsthand, listeners, from Shanice, who is not only working in the system office, but now is also in the classroom. So so seeing that full circle moment happening 
And you're right, just being being open, having that growth mindset that you talked about earlier to continuously improve. That's that's a great a great uh, message to to leave us on, Shanice. But before we truly wrap up, you know, this show is called Thrives. So can you share something that is helping you thrive right now? Absolutely. So I can think of a few things. I, I've, I caught up with your podcast and see, hmm, what are some things that I can think of? A book, a podcast, a show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I could think of a few things that are helping me thrive right now. On my nightstand, I am reading um, a book called The Map. And it is written by Drs. Keith Eigel and Carl Kuhnert from the Leaders Lyceum. I'm sure you're familiar. Yes, great choice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. I'm still in the introductory phases as I'm getting ready for the journey. But uh-huh. it really focuses on every aspect of being an effective leader, which is like my calling, I swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, my yes. current Netflix binge right now is New Girl. And Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. For the second time, I might add. All right, new girl. Is that the one where they're in? That a lot of it happens in the apartment. Yes, that is it. And this is the one for all of the lighthearted romantic comedy okay. lovers. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. I've heard so much. So this is your second time through. That must mean it's a good one. And you know, I'm on the final season right now, and uh. I'm not wanting to finish it, so I try to ignore it. But I. <laughs> I'm going to finish it. Okay. You know, Shanice, I'll have to tell you, my, the equivalent to me of probably New Girl is Gilmore Girls. I do the same thing with Gilmore Girls. And of course, it's seven seasons. So, you know, it. I, I just go through them. It's great, like, just kind of background for me. I don't know if New Girl's like that for you, but that's amazing. The second time through, it's definitely great for a background view. Yeah. First time, I was so glued to the TV. I didn't want to stop. <laughs> oh, that's great. You, I love it when you're, when, when you've got a show like that, you know, that you're really connected to. Um, and I look forward to you getting more into the map as you go through all the leader levels and learn more about them. And of course, you know, we have such a great connection with the leaders. I see them. Um, with our executive leadership institute so what a what a small world that is right full circle I'm telling you and but more seriously Wendy I for me it really is giving back and serving people that is how I thrive on a daily basis and it really helps me and teaches me more about myself Um, what the work that I do in my personal life it really makes me feel so alive. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I, I feel the words that I'm saying. And at a young age, I really, I experienced a profound loss in my life. And I thrive knowing that I do, I can do everything that I can do to ensure that another child is, that is experiencing the same trauma doesn't feel alone, specifically in their grief. And with that, myself and another one of our talented USG colleagues, Maria Finicaro, um, we created we created and published a children's book that educates children on grief. And so my final answer is boom. I'm thriving out here by content by contributing, excuse me, yes. something good into this world. And for you, that is a shameless plug for everybody listening. Um, the children's book, Grief on the Playground, is available okay. everywhere grief yes. books are sold. Yes. Okay. So, one more time. Give us the title. Grief on the Playground. Grief on the Playground. 
All right, so you can um, support Shanice and Maria wherever books are sold. Did I hear that correctly? Yes, you did. Okay. Shanice, how wonderful to see you take something that was very personal, very tragic, and very difficult, which is an understatement. And down now at this part point in your life, you are able to give back in a meaningful way because of that. That's just, I don't know that I have the words to say how incredible that is. Thank you, Wendy. I really, really, I feel blessed every day that I have the opportunity to share it. How about that? Yes, absolutely. Such a servant leadership mindset. And I know, um, you know, you didn't necessarily use those words, but when I think about your leadership, Shanice, that that's what I think about just that, you know, meeting others highest priority needs, you saw a gap that there were children who needed, um, that needed a, a resource for grief and you figured out how to make that happen and how to put it out into the world. So kudos to you, my friend. That's Thank amazing. You. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, and I'll have to say one last one last note to the listeners. Shanice was the first person outside of Stuart Rayfield that I met when I joined the system office. I met her during my interview. And let me just say, I've never felt so so calm and and prepared from anyone in an interview before. I mean, Shanice, <laughs> thank you for for doing that. You just have a natural way of making everyone feel at home and, and just, you had just, your spirit is so welcoming. So thank you for all you do for the system office. Thank you for your, um, your work that you're doing now at KSU. And thank you for sharing your thoughts today. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Wendy. I truly, I'm, I'm grateful every moment that I get to connect with you on and off air. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully we have a lot more of those times um, ahead of us. So listeners, thank you so much. Be on the lookout for another episode of the Thrives podcast very soon. And as always, keep thriving. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thrives podcast. We hope you have learned something new and had a little fun at the same time. If you have suggestions for a person to interview or a topic you want to hear more about, please email us at usothrives at usg.edu. Episodes will be available whenever you are ready to listen. And until next time, keep thriving.